Love Talk Radio. We live. We live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One. It's Page One with Lavar and Mary. With Lavar and Mary. And what's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? Guess what? It's been three weeks, but we've missed you, and we're back. You are tuned into page one with LaVar and Mary for this Friday night, August 4th, 2023. Um, I feel like during the summer, I forget my days because you're not really, all you know is just Monday through Friday. At that point, the days don't really become important until you reach probably like the beginning of the year or the fall. During the summer, you kind of like lose track of days. But anyway, uh, so glad that you can join us. Uh, It is scorching if you're to the west, mild if you are to the mid and east of the U.S. Um, Good luck to all of you. Rain in the forecast for some of you this week. So, yeah, I guess it's summer. Uh, I welcome aboard my wonderful <laughs> friend, Mary. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of question marks in that entire intro. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on, man. It, 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 and, th- and I want to, before I even get into this show, in the last few weeks we've been off, I want to thank you for putting up with me for a few days as I made my uh, – I almost call it now an annual trip out to the West. Um, and we were able to spend a few days, some time together, um, you and the kiddo and your friends. And I had a wonderful time and also was able to get to Phoenix uh, to see some dear friends and had a wonderful time. And I hate when vacations go so fast and then it ends. And it's kind of like, it's almost like a little bit of a depression when it ends because it's now back to reality. Uh, but no, thank you. For, I, I've told everybody, thank you for putting up with me for a few days. So that's why we've been off the air because we've been so busy. We just didn't have time to really get the show in while we were doing that. This is also true. We were busy. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, stop it. Put up with you. <laughs> it's not like you're some kind of long lost family member that's going to eat me out of house and home. <laughs> No, no, no. I try not to eat people out of house and home or drink them out of house and home. Or <laughs> I try to just like keep to myself and not really cause too much of an issue. But when you go somewhere, I know people have to put their life kind of on hold for a few days. So that's why I'm so appreciative of where I go because some people have to do things that uh, perhaps that I want to do. I try to do stuff that's like fun for both um, that hopefully people have fun with doing or going out and taking the time to do that they don't get a chance to do that often. I'm I'm a tourist when I go places and, and uh, I like doing the touristy things. I know some people try to avoid that, but 
I don't mind doing like the like seeing uh, a casino or going to Fremont Street or going to the Hoover Dam or going to you know uh, just the places that you see on TV because it's it's fun. So kind of vacations as excuses to be a tourist. So even though I'm quote unquote a local, that's more fun to me at least. Okay. So there I try go. not to I try not to throw you too much into the touristy stuff because you've seen it, been there, done it. So, <laughs> but a lot has happened since we've last been on the air with you. Um, I know we lost Tony Bennett. It's like everything happens on like either a Friday or like uh, a following day. Um, that was sad to hear. Uh, and then we lost Pee Wee Herman. Here's the thing with that though. Um. When you have someone who meant a lot to a lot of people, and if something happened in their life that was controversial or uh, questionable, it becomes hard to, what do I want to say, kind of like uh, mourn that person to death. Because for all of the probably good things that they have done from an entertainment standpoint, there's still the question of things that they did from maybe personal standpoints. And I remember reading this week a friend of mine who had said something about uh, some things that uh, he had done years ago and had gotten into legal issues about. And I was like, oh, yeah, kind of forgot about that until, of course, somebody brings it up. And I was like, and as the years go on and we lose a lot of famous figures who have done kind of good and bad, it kind of brings to mind, how do you mourn someone for the good that they have done from an entertainment perspective or from a social perspective, but also from a bad perspective? Because if they did, or case in point, uh, like a Bill Cosby. He's like, uh, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I'm not trying to jinx anybody. But about it, from an entertainment perspective, to a lot of people, um, he did a lot of things that were good from an entertainment perspective, uh, i.e., whether it was his history making uh, role in I Spy uh, to, you know, the Cosby show to Fat Albert. But the stuff in recent years has kind of diminished that. And when that time comes, how do you kind of walk that fine line in, like, mourning that or trying to shed some of this stuff out the way while trying to still bring some of the good out? That becomes so hard. And I don't know how you do that. And is it wrong for you to... Yeah, are you wrong for being like, oh, man, that's kind of tough that so-and-so passed, and then it's kind of like, you want to say something about it, but you're afraid to become a pariah because there are going to be people like, well, he did this. And you're like, yeah, but he also kind of did this. <laughs> yeah, there's no easy answer to that one. It's we hope that we can find a, a way of being able to just 
be people and be able to mourn people. Like, there's just no easy way of doing it. There's no easy way to mourn somebody who... Right. So I don't know. Uh, That becomes very... It's kind of like in your own way now, you pretty much have to remember the things that they were... Because, I mean, for a lot of us who grew up in the 80s, you know, we all watched or at some point had seen either Pee-wee's Playhouse or watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, you couldn't avoid it. I mean... Um, it was you know either on cable or on TV, and you saw it, or you would quote things from it. I mean, the lexicon of you know, I know you are, but what am I? Or you know, tell them large Marge sent you. Or <laughs> now, you know, if it wasn't for really uh, his dad to tequila, uh, you know, it would have been probably one of those songs that would have been. I wouldn't say it'd be a footnote to history, but you know, it kind of like bought it back up into like you know, the music landscape. So, you know, it was, it was like he was a huge part of the eighties. When you look back at the eighties from an entertainment standpoint, he's there. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's so kind of weird. It is. I guess that's another thing that's weird is because people who you are used to seeing uh, are now starting to leave us, you know, um, at a, quick clip um, where it's kind of like I, I, when they said he was 70 I was like oh man really 70 I mean he didn't look it <laughs> um, right you know it, it was just like it just felt weird because like oh that's one more person from the 80s now and I kind of remember that it's no longer here you know um, it's just weird but uh, yeah kind of sad to hear those things this week but um yeah, um, there's so much that's happening. So many places I want to go with this show tonight. Um, some things I'm going to leave for later. <laughs> we'll try to get to as much as we can tonight. Um, we'll still have host chat here in just a second, but I want to let you guys know what's ahead tonight. If you're like, yeah, 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 we came for the show. What you got tonight? <laughs> um Coming up in a few moments, it'll be the Almanac. Uh, we missed a lot of days. Um, we'll also have our retro moment of the week. Tonight is Potpourri Night. There's so much stuff, uh, we kind of have to hit it from a lot of different angles. We do have our main topic, but we've got a lot of that stuff. We'll take a look at what's trending. Uh, and then we will have an After Dark segment because I mentioned this to someone and I want to kind of get you guys' opinions about a particular thing of dating that's now happening. Um, <laughs> if you're a sports fan, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. But it's happening in dating. And we will have, because it's been a few weeks, uh, a couple of stories from the Smoking Gun. Smoking Gun Files. Today. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you got excited about? Did get excited about the? the <laughs> I said giggity when you said we were coming at it from a lot of angles. You just didn't hear me, and I'm all right with it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Ohio Smoking Gun Files tonight. So we got a lot to cover tonight. How long we'll be on, I have no idea. So sit back and relax and grab a drink. I will tell you tonight, I actually did grab a drink. I actually have the last of my margarita. Um, I think I overwatered it and put too much ice in it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty strong, though. It's pretty strong. But I put, like, a lot of ice in there, and so now the ice is kind of, like, mostly melted. And let me tell you, folks, if you are doing that and you kind of also have, like, a spray that you have to spray in your nose, doesn't taste the best. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that. Uh, but, yes, uh, but beyond that, though, out of all of that, uh, was there anything interesting in it you saw this week? That I saw this week? No. Yeah. Because I've been keeping my head buried and trying to catch up with everything. I've, along with your visit, I had other visits, and I still, like, summer is the visiting season, and I keep telling everybody, you know, October's more the right speed for coming out here. Maybe <laughs> February, March. You're not going to get sweated out, but people make their decisions the way they make their decisions. So I've had uh, quite a few visitors at the house, and and that means taking a few days off here and there to hang out with everyone, and then it ends up being just, yeah. <laughs> so seeing things, oh, I did get to see one thing very interesting this week. Um, I got, it was last week, actually, I got to... Or was it? How long ago was it? I know I sent it to you. Has it been two weeks? I got to touch uh, by the and couple weeks. hang out with Jen Lee Cup. Yes, uh, I know. So jelly. Um, and I did find one of the years for the Blackhawks, so I did get to take a picture of that and be able to like put my hand on it and hang out with it for a little while, and that was pretty awesome. I will say. Much taller than I expected. Granted, um, I understand that <laughs> it's gonna be so. That's like because they've taken off many of the years and all the rings and everything. But still, mm-hmm. it was it was really cool. It was a really cool thing to do. Hmm. No, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty jelly. That that's that's an awesome thing to. That's one of the sports titles that I've yet to see. Uh, I've seen uh, an NBA title. I've seen a World Series championship. Uh, I have not seen a Super Bowl trophy, and I have not seen a uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, I think it would also be cool. It kind of makes me wonder what other championships I would like to see up close. I would like to see the World Cup. That would be uh, that that trophy. Is it an actual Uh, cup? No, it's not. It's not. It's just a trophy. Um, and then I would like to see a green jacket from Augusta. That would be interesting as well. Um, okay. How often that's going to happen? Not very likely. <laughs> uh, I think what I've been told, if I'm not mistaken, and those soccer fans out there can uh, tell me that besides a player, no one else is supposed to really touch 
that trophy. And I think there was some issue this year because there was a person who had kind of gotten through all of that and was able to hold it. And I guess you're not supposed to, if you are not a soccer player, you're not supposed to uh, handle that trophy at all. So <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, so, yeah. So we we do, luckily, we do have some people that listen in and are, hi, everyone on Discord. Um, so we have <laughs> people that listen in that can actually answer some of these questions while, they're, while we're doing this. Live I feedback. So. I love our, I love I know, it. Our, so our live fact only players can touch the actual World Cup, which is a that's, cup. That's what I thought I heard. Um and I think there was some controversy so this year with someone Oh, I'm correct? So you were correct. There yes. that only players can touch the cup. Yes. Only players are supposed to touch that. Mm-hmm. Nope. And there was some controversy this year because someone had gotten through all of the security and everything else and was able to kind of hold it, and it caused a huge uproar. Uh, but, yeah, only players are supposed to handle that. <laughs> uh, speaking of handling, <laughs> as I go into this, have you heard about these women who are throwing their bras at uh, Drake at his concert? Uh Yes, yes, I have. We've we've discussed it. Yep. You and I have discussed it. Yeah, we did. You and I discussed it about this wonderful woman who had a very large and in charge thirty six thirty six G bra. Uh, she bra threw it on stage. Side, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, that propelled her into stardom, and uh, she's now revealed her private DMs with the rapper. Uh, Veronica Correa was recently hired by Playboy after she caught the attention of Drake at his concert in Brooklyn last month. Uh, when she threw it on stage, <laughs> Drake said, damn, 36G? Locate this woman immediately. Uh, she's a Rhode Island native who also runs a coffee shop in her home state. Um, and she revealed that he reached out to her. She said he split up on his story and just simply sent a laughing face. And she took a day or two to respond because she didn't know what to say. Uh, she wrote out this paragraph basically just thanking him for the experience, like an awesome show. And then she told him that she owned a coffee shop and asked him if he likes coffee. Uh, and, yeah, I uh, – would you do something like that at a concert? What, throw a bra on stage? Yeah. Well, first I have to take it off. But, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. That's not a problem. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the difference between me throwing a bra on stage and somebody else throwing a bra on stage. One, if I could throw a bra on stage, that means I'm close enough to the stage, so I'm probably bringing one of my, like, frilly ones. Two, you can't use mine for other thing, uh, anything other than earmuffs. And three, hers you can use to parachute from, a, like, the top of the entire stage of it. So, like, bravo, she's going to get noticed. Like that's a raw, okay. That's like that's a wardrobe on its own. That takes up that takes up an aisle. <laughs> you, you think? Like, so bravo to her for being able to one take it off and be able to have like she had to have brought an extra one because like my girls end up down by my belly button and oh, they have Lord. a powwow when I don't have anything. I can only imagine what a G cup would be. Okay. Like, <laughs> let's be real. 
like Spiro. Well, Drake obviously They're gonna is be not. Powwowing well, I was going to say, Drake obviously has not been on uh, social media because uh, her 38G would be small compared to some of the people that are on <laughs> that are on Twitter right now. Or, I'm sorry, not Twitter, X. Uh, <laughs> God bless it, man. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not even. Um, actually... I was just looking, and um, uh, someone who has been on the 401 Lounge, uh, and actually would love to have her back, so if anybody tells her, um, uh, actually, uh, Katie Callie, uh, I think she's a 40T. <laughs> I didn't know they went up past double and triple D, you know? I knew a, like, I knew a triple D. Yeah, I knew a triple D, yeah. Yeah, and... While I was pregnant, I was a double. I was a double D. And, like, growing up, I was a, a back with a crack. So going to a double D was insane for me, okay? So, yeah. Like, I, it took it took a while before I was like, wait, it comes in that size? Like, I felt like a hobbit finding out that beer comes in pints. It was like, Whoa. <laughs> But those are very, very expensive because I knew a friend who was, I think, a G. I think she was a G. Um, and she had to, she looked online. I think there was a place that uh, made them. Um, and they're very expensive. <laughs> you just can't go you anywhere once you order. Right. I was going to say, once you get a specific size, you, you can't just go anywhere. You ha- now have to buy a specific, like, from a specific place. And even then, you would think that out of, I mean, that's kind of like the norm. I think there was a reality show about this woman who ran a shop uh, for women uh, of larger sizes. And But even now, the bad part about that is that, I know for you women, is that you have, you know, it's still uncomfortable because like some are made, you know, with wire and some are made from this and it doesn't really, it's just, it's like, it's a lot of hot mess, man. You would think someone would come along with like the perfect bra for larger shaped women, but it still is not probably found. Um, yeah, I, it's you <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had to go and find hers. I think hers were costing like, Seventy-five, ninety. Some I know run in the hundreds of dollars. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited when I buy when I find a bra that's you know like in the thirty to forty dollar range. I'm like, whoa, that's cheap. <laughs> so I can only imagine someone with a special order size. You would think that the WalMarts of the world and you know no. like other stores. <laughs> I know. Um, other stores are not ready for like larger size people. Um, like if you're going to Target, you're not going there for clothes. <laughs> no offense to Target. I love Target. I shop at Target, but they they have a particular look. If you're like probably like the largest size they have is a large. Uh, <laughs> if you found an extra large or even a double X, 
That means that they, somebody mistakenly ordered a couple of them and they came out on the showroom floor. Uh, they just have a certain bit. And I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not bad at it. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess Victoria's Secret for you ladies is probably the... Uh, I don't, is that the place you all go? It really depends. Like I said, it really depends. But no, why would Walmart get get into catering to their actual clientele with sizes that would actually clientele when they could have WalmartPeople.com? So. (laughs) So, But now the thing with, but now with the Drake thing is that more people are doing it and hurling bras at them. And I guess, uh, according to TMZ, and I, I think, too, um, uh, I don't know if it was true or not, but, like, uh, some people were throwing supposedly L and H cup bras. Um, and as he was looking for those women, they couldn't really find them. Um, so now you're going to have probably at every Drake concert – someone who is probably going to be larger size, probably starting to throw bras on stage. It's almost like the, this sounds like something from the 60s and 70s again, what people used to do, (laughs) or throw underwear. They don't throw underwear anymore, they throw bras. And I would think that for her, that would probably be an expensive thing to throw out on stage, but hey, um, it is what it is. So, makes me wonder what he did with that bra. (laughs) I can come up with a few guesses, but all of them are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'll have the Drake Museum of Bras. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> that leads us into... Uh, <laughs> that now leads us into the Almanac, because it is August, and today is August 4th. Uh, the month of August brings us National Dog Month this month. Uh, It is also National Wellness Month. Uh, It is Children's Eye Health and Safety Month. Uh, National Brownies at Brunch Month. It's also Black Business Month. It is uh, Spinal Muscular Atrophy Awareness Month. National Immunization Awareness Month. Uh, It is International Peace Month. It is Get Ready for Kindergarten Month. Glad that a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are glad you don't got to do that again. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's National Panini Month. It is National Goat Cheese Month. National Sandwich Month. Uh, by the way, my favorite is a BLT. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Crayon Collection Month. Happiness. Uh, no, Happiness Happens Month. Uh, it's National Golf Month. Uh, National Eye Exam Month, Romance Awareness Month, and Family Fun Month. If you have to be aware of romance, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, as, as as Frank Sinatra would always say, if, you, if I have to tell you that, you're D-E-D, dead. <laughs> um, so today, International Clouded Leopard Day. It's National Water Balloon Day. International Beer Day is today. National Coast Guard Day today. And today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. I love me some chocolate chip cookies. 
I had some chocolate chip cookies. I shared some chocolate chip cookies with Mr. LeVar here from my friend's wife. I brought in milk to work, so I am ready the next time she decides that cookies need to be made. Uh, But wait, that milk has a shelf life, though. Yeah, well, I'll replace it as needed. I'm going to have milk at work. Peanut butter at work now, and I have, I'm have i going to have milk at work. Because you got to dip. You can't have good chocolate chip cookies without cold milk. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink milk. Um, I can't even tell you the last time I had milk. Very long time ago. Um, Yesterday. I usually, no. Years. No, no, I'm saying. Oh. You? <laughs> Very no. long time ago, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Yeah. You, but not me. Uh, it's been very, like years for me. Um, I have not had milk in a very long time. It's just something that, like, you have enough of it when you're a kid. And then I think when you time comes when you're an adult, I, I, it's just something about it I can't stand anymore. I don't know why. It, it's kind of like um, some other things I used to have growing up. It's like you have it, and then when you get older, it's just like, eh, no. <laughs> So, I don't know what happened. Um, Sandcastle Day is tomorrow. International Blues Music Day. It's National VFR Day. National Sunflower Day. Uh, National Summit Day. International Hangover Day is tomorrow. So, I don't know what that's saying about (laughs) you all tonight. (laughs) Woo! International Traffic Light Day. Uh, National Disc Golf Day uh, is also National Jamaican Patty Day. It is Mead Day, M-E-A-D. Uh, National Oyster Day. National Work Like a Dog Day. National Mustard Day. And I've got a story about that coming up here later in the program. Uh, first Saturday of the month, so it is National Play Outside Day. It is... Uh, also, National Underwear Day. I have a funny look on my face. What do you mean by National Underwear Day? So on August 5th, National Underwear Day provides an opportunity to wear your favorite undergarments, boxes, briefs, panties, tidy whities no matter what you call them. I hope you're doing that every day, but some of you don't, and that's okay. I'm not judging. Many Americans have heard their mother's warning to make sure to always wear clean underwear. You never know when you'll be in an accident. Uh, While there are other reasons to wear fresh underwear, this is the one that often comes to mind. So, uh, to, uh, 2012 survey by uh, EliteDaily.com reveals that the average woman owns 20 pairs of underwear for every day. Then they only own 14 extra pairs for special occasions. Uh, in 2018, retailers reported an increase in the popularity of nude colors. Instead of bright fashion colors and sultry bedroom styles, shoppers sought something neutral. Skin, ble- uh, skin blending shades that disappear under sheer outer clothes won consumers' dollars. So um, there's actually a book about the history of underwear. Uh, it is called Unmentionables, A Brief History of Underwear by Elaine Benson and John Esteen. Uh, so you can celebrate tomorrow uh, by wearing your favorite underwear. And considering other brief ways to celebrate, got it, brief, um, you, can buy some new, you, can, you can buy some new underwear, you can clean out your underwear drawer, 
Uh, you can rank your brand of underwear on a comfort scale, uh, and you can tell a clean underwear joke. It's harder than you think, uh, but uh, there's a couple of them that are available online. But, uh, yeah, it's National Underwear Day. So, wait, it's National Hangover Day and National Underwear Day? I know, right? Some people lose theirs before the hangover starts. <laughs> Starting to think everybody's Friday nights is kind of the... Uh... You know? Yeah, a little wild. Now, I know that when it comes to, um, see, me, I don't like, I hate. Underwear? No, tidy whities <laughs> No, tidy whities No. I don't, know. Like, me, I have to have something that's kind of, like, silky boxer style. I don't, um, like, a cotton, unless it's, like, winter, maybe. The summer, you kind of, like, need breathing space, and you need, like, something light. Uh, cotton is kind of like, uh... <laughs> cotton breathing. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, there's, no, because there's some heavier cottons that are now used for, like, some men's underwear, and it's kind of like a heavy, heavy cotton that in 115 degree weather is not the most comfiest of things to wear. <laughs> it is uh, not. No. Uh, no. Okay. So I think it's like more of like a silk polyester blend that's probably better. Uh, and I know a lot of you ladies, contrary to what guys may think, not all ladies wear thongs. <laughs> I I'm thinking that what I'm I'm more surprised at is that the bougie of the two of us is you when it comes to underwear. When it comes to the lower half underwear, because I'm bougie about my bras, but you don't have bras, so we can't compare. But the no, other no. underwear, like I'm, give me my whitey tighties, I'm good to go. No, Although I you. have been with the girl boxers recently, the girl boxer briefs, those are kind of comfy too. But you but don't yeah, own thongs, do you? <laughs> I own every kind of underwear that they have under the thong. Yeah, I've got at least one pair, if not more, of every type of underwear. <laughs> Including granny underwear. Yes, every Including woman owns a pair, guys. So don't 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 think that she doesn't. Every woman does. <laughs> I absolutely do. They're white, they're <laughs> Huge. They look like you could probably carry groceries in them. (laughs) I have granny underwear. I have lady boxers. I have cheekies. I have boy shorts. I have panties, bikini, thong, g-string. I also have... Not like the thin one that you can't even see and it just like this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have something for you. I also have a strapless thong. I've seen those. I've seen they're, those. They're not very comfortable. I only wear them I, I with a very specific, a very specific outfit. You You would think that the less there is, the more it would be. But I actually, I understand. I was like, it probably does not look like the most comforting thing, but it's stylish, and you wear it with a few particular things. 
They go with I a very that. specific outfit. Right. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I have I one pair of every underwear out there. Well, see, you kind of have to. Because for women, you know, kind of like for guys, nobody's looking at the underwear line. <laughs> for women, because of what you wear or for what you have, you have to kind of like change it up. And you have to have different types of underwear for different types of clothes. I get it. Correct. So, yeah, I get it. I, I, I see what you're putting down. <laughs> I, got I hear you. I hear you. Um, so that's well, tomorrow. Uh, the 6th, man, I haven't even gotten to the week. Uh, the August 6th is National Sisters Day. So, Yay. Um, yes, American Family Day is on that day. National Fresh Breath Day is actually August the 6th. Uh, National Root Beer Float Day is on Sunday. Uh, National Wiggle Your Toes Day. And National Friendship Day is on Sunday. Uh, Monday is Purple Heart Day. It is National Raspberries and Cream Day. National Sea Serpent Day. National Lighthouse Day, and then on August 8th, of course it would be, it is National Pickleball Day on August 8th, National Mochi Day is that day, Whataburger Day is that day, uh, Okay. Yeah. International In- uh, Infinity Day is that day, as well as Global Sleep Under the Stars Night uh, on that day, International Cat Day. And National CBD Day, as well as National Dollar Day, National Frozen Custard Day, National Happiness Happens Day, which it's on that day, too. It's like two different days for that. Uh, and then the annual, because it is August 8th, it is annual Sneak Some Zucchini Into Your Neighbor's Porch Day on August 8th. I think we talk about this every year, and we've been doing this stuff for a few years. <laughs> I still have yet, uh, well, first of all, none of my neighbors have porches, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? I don't understand. This sounds bad. Because it says sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch, not onto your neighbor's porch. Doesn't sound right. But I digress. Um, <laughs> August 9th, they'll probably think you're a freak if you put some zucchini on their porch anyway. Uh, August 9th. <laughs> It's National Passion Fruit Day. <laughs> it is International Co-working Day. World Calligraphy Day is coming up, as well as International Day of the World's Indigenous People. National Veep Day. National Rice Pudding Day. I haven't had a good rice pudding in a long time. Uh, it is also National Book Lovers Day. And then August 10th, it is Agent Orange Awareness Day. World Lion Day. National Connecticut Day. National Shapewear Day. Uh, National S'mores Day, and National Lazy Day. So if you get lazy at work, um, just tell your boss, hey, it's National Lazy Day. And then to give you a heads up, next Friday, it is National Presidential Joke Day, National Sons and Daughters Day, National Raspberry Bombay Day, Plan the Sand Day, and it's Global Kinetic Sand Day. Uh, So there you go. That's your look ahead at what is on the calendar. Um, we missed 
quite frankly, back in July and toward the end of July, a lot of good days. Uh, you miss National Avocado Day. You miss National Cheesecake Day. Uh, you missed National Lasagna Day, Chicken Wing Day. Uh, we missed National Milk Chocolate Day. Uh, we missed National Talking to Elevator Day. Uh, we missed National Water Park Day. Uh, we also missed Chili Dog Day. We missed the Creme Brulee Day, uh, Scotch Day. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. We- <laughs> yes, we missed Hot Fudge <laughs> Sunday Day. Um, tequila Day we missed. Um, drive through Day. Uh, we missed Vanilla Ice Cream Day. We missed Parents Day. Uh, we missed uh, Mango Day. Um, the <laughs> Junk Food Day. Uh, World Day we missed. Fortune Cookie Day. Lollipop Day. We missed uh, Dole Whip Day. Hot Dog Day, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we missed uh, Daiquiri Day. Uh, We also missed National Sour Candy Day. Uh, We missed uh, uh, Tattoo Day, which was on the 17th. Um, And, yeah, so so sorry we missed all of those. We hope that you enjoyed it. Hope that you had fun with it. Um, But, yeah, that was it. So, we're way past <laughs> what we thought we would be. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I got a treat for you because it's been so long. We got a couple of retro moments of the week. Uh, I'm going to do at least two right now, and then we'll get through most of the show. I'll do a couple of more for you because you've been such good boys and girls, and you missed us the last few weeks. Uh, so Retro Moment of the Week's coming up. We're going to do our one of our uh, hot topics, and then we'll get to potpourri, look at what's trending. What else we got going on tonight? Um, smoking gun, after dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full show. I have a feeling we might be here until we might. This might be a two-hour show tonight. <laughs> I don't know. But Retro Moment is up. Stick around. We'll see you on the other side. This is page one with Laura and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. September 19th. On Friday, September 19th, you can see the car, Buick 59. Not just a new car, but a new class of fine cars within reach of two out of three new car buyers. Cars so new, even their names had to be new. Dr. Pepper is a 
King Side. Rusty man, Rusty. You're listening to Page One. Page One with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back to this edition of Page One with Laura Mary for this August 4th, 2023. You know, I have a personal favorite, and I got to say that I love commercials from the 50s and the 60s because they put a lot into it with the music. Like, it was a big deal. (laughs) Nowadays, it's kind of just like (laughs) no one does, like, anthems and themes and have, like, people singing and, like, a 40-second song that, like, hits home about something. I mean, that Buick commercial alone was enough to make me go out and want to go get a Buick. <laughs> I, I I agree that they do not do that anymore, but then if you think about it, how many people watch or stream or do what they have to do so that they don't have to watch those commercials? That's because they're not worth watching. It's kind of like, you know, they do like <laughs> quick comedy bit and then they tell you about the product and then that's it like if they had something catchy like the dr pepper song i would sit there and i'd like when a couple years ago uh when they did the commercial for the uh amazon prime day um and it was done after billy ocean's uh get in my car like people were even though you hated it you got in your head but people were singing it and a minute went by and you didn't realize it because the commercial was on and you're singing along to it and you knew it was for Prime Day. You know, a catchy commercial with a catchy tune will keep you in tune with the commercial for a little bit before you even realize you just spent a minute watching it. So, yeah. I don't know. I miss those days. But anyway, I like that Dr. Pepper one too, which is pretty cool. So, uh, that was the retro moment of the week. I might keep those in the permanent, like, rolling ones. I, I kind of like those. Um, so <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to talk about BB Rexa uh, really quick because she confirmed uh, that she and her boyfriend of three years, uh, Keon Sefari, uh, have broken up two weeks after she shared alleged text from him concerning her weight gain. Uh, the 33-year-old confirmed uh, that uh, during her uh, performance in London on July 28th, while introducing her song Atmosphere, she told the crowd, now I just went through a breakup, so I might get a little emotional, so you need to help me here. Later in the evening, a fan held up a sign reading, You Are Enough, while she performed her track, I Am, in response to me, myself, and I, singer joke, you really are trying to make a, <laughs> a you-know-what cry. The breakup news comes only two weeks after she shared texts to her social media that were reportedly from him discussing her weight gain. In the text, the cinematographer is seemingly defending himself from comments made during a previous conversation. He said, quote, I never said you weren't beautiful and I never said I didn't love you, read the message posted to her Instagram story on July 16th for Entertainment Tonight. In fact, I said how beautiful you are and how much I loved you 
But I always said I would be honest with you, and your face was changing, so I told you it was. That was the conversation we were having, and you asked. He continued, because I care, would you rather I lied to you? You gained 35 pounds. Obviously, you gained weight, and your face changes. Should I just pretend it didn't happen and it's okay? Come on, I gained three pounds, and you called me chubs and fat. Doesn't mean you don't love me. Um, Keon also wrote that he felt BB was looking for a reason to break up with him, encouraging her to, quote, speak to a therapist and, quote, to get to the root of the problem. Let me know if you'd like to speak. If you need more clarity, love you. The social media post prompted fans to speculate that she and Keon, who she started dating in 2020, had parted ways. It was the only time she had to address a recent talk about her body online. She, quote, uh, she tweeted on June 23rd, I know I got fat. I'm just so sick of people talking about it. Next. In a separate tweet, she continued, human beings go through weight fluctuations. It's life, and you don't know what people are going through, meds, disease, etc. But amid all the talk over how she looks, BB was sure to thank fans who have been showing her support. She also wanted to shout out all the people who have been supporting her and showing her love. And she said, thank you. I, he's an idiot. If I could and I had the money, I'd date BB right now. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just flabbergasted that he would be so, quote, honest about that. But there's a lot of confusion here because I was talking with somebody about this and I read some of the comments in this story. And some were saying, well, you know, she wanted him to be honest. He was honest. But I'm like, yeah, but I no. (laughs) Um, Your thoughts as to this whole situation. Okay. I'm going to be going the opposite direction on this. Under normal circumstances, I would be like, yeah, you know what? If somebody, if I was dating somebody and they're like, you got fat, I would be like, and you can go to the door. Um, I'm not, uh, this is very touchy because it's, it's what's said behind closed doors. Nobody really knows both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. She did, and this is the big if. If she did start with or start the relationship with or along the line come to an agreement of, I want you to be honest with me. He was not mean. He was not condescending. He was not, he said, you wanted me to be honest with you. Your face is changing. You've gained some weight and your face changed. Did he say that she was ugly? No, he didn't say that, at at least in the text that were leaked. He didn't say that she was ugly. She didn't. He didn't say that he didn't love her. He didn't say anything about it. It was never negative other than you gained weight. And even then, that's only negative if you look at it like it's negative. If you <laughs> gained weight, you gained weight. Like, I'm sorry, if you step on the scale today and you are 100 pounds and you step on the scale tomorrow and you're 135, you gained 35 pounds. If only one day has passed, I'd go and check with your doctor. But you know what I'm saying. He wasn't – he was dumb because he's a woman, 
and you don't listen to women when they say be honest with me. They want you to be honest and tell them that they're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Lesson number one. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for the guy, but it sounds like what he's saying is, is closer to what feels true than what, then she's just like, he said that thing, so we're done. There's more to it. There's way more to it. Because after three years, right. that's the first time he said something to offend you in three years, something else has changed. All right. What will you do? What will you do? Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> I have a question or a little bit of a um, kind of a indirect question to what you just said here. This situation is a little bit different because, mm-hmm. and this is the reason why, she is an internationally known star who constantly has to hear these things or see these things online and in social media. Mm-hmm. Should he have probably perhaps been a little bit more careful with quote adding on and jumping on because I'm having a I'm having a very odd feeling that that is what's happened and probably what's built up over the last few weeks as far as like and we don't know assuming assuming or supposedly or uh, what's the word that we use to protect ourselves around here uh, allegedly Say for say for example, <laughs> if he allegedly had been sending texts throughout the process about this, just in a way to quote be honest. But as we all know, people have their breaking points, and if she has been seeing these things, and all it takes is just the person that is supposedly in your life, and you have to hear it from them as well it probably snaps something in her where she's like, you know what? And then he got, he got put in that box of everyone else and not, you know, the love of her life. He now, she saw him as them. And it is, to me, that's where I was like, you know what she's been going through. And she looks good. That's why I was like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to kick BB Rex out of bed. But, <laughs> you know, if that is the person that you're with and they're in that limelight as to where everything that happens to them gets magnified and, you know, uh, this entertainment outlet say, oh, BB's picked up some weight in the last year. And then these people over here online, because we know online could be really, 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 really cool. And the odd thing is, is, and this is what I never understood, and I've interviewed plenty of people before, about how is it that your vision can see the bad things, but not the good things? Because all of a sudden it gets fixated on the bad. And the ones who are idiots or the ones who say bad things or horrible things are the ones that are given um, so to speak and I have a feeling 
you said that it probably was other things that probably could have alleged up to that point. I have a feeling what it was was that she saw all these things about her weight recently and wasn't looking for the one person in the world that she was expecting some, you know, uh, respite from all of that to come at her with that. And when it happened, she probably was like, oh, no, 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 no. I've heard enough. And you too, if you go say it, you could go. I have a very odd feeling that that's what happened. I'm not saying it is. I don't know her. But I have a very odd feeling that that's possibly what could have happened, was that the one person that she was expecting not to be at that time, like it was a bad time. Like (laughs) if he didn't come along and say what he said, she would probably still be dating him. And, but with all that's been said and with this year in general, with her really being out there in the spotlight with her album and with everything else, and then to have you come home and you got somebody saying what everybody else outside is saying, that will set somebody over the edge. And at that point, she's probably like, no, I want somebody that's probably going to uh, not say anything, even though she asked for honesty. Uh, that's not going to point out, especially that her face got bigger. You know, you could tell me that I gained or it looked like, you know, hey, uh, I probably gained five pounds. But to say now that, you know, and you know how people will take particular things. (laughs) If someone says something about your face or it looks different, all of a sudden it's going to go in the back of your mind that, Oh, are you saying I'm ugly now? You know, because I put on, you know, additional weight. And you there's no comeback from that once somebody says that. And I have a feeling that that's what happened to him. Even though she wanted honesty from him, uh, it came at a bad time. And now okay. it caused the relationship. Let's dive into this then. If that's the case, and, and it might be. I, you're probably right. It's probably one of those times when, She's heard too much. She's gotten too much. And then either there was a question asked or he said, you know, hey, yeah, your face does look different. Like, or she's complaining about something like I do all the time about work or whatever. Oh, my God, this guy, he's all bad, you know, whatever. And then the comment back is, but they're right. And blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, nope, nope, nope. We're, We're done. That's it. To go from zero to 60 like that, that's not – okay, let's back up. But like I said, we don't know what he's been saying leading up to that conversation. Yeah, but if that's the case where where he said something and set her off and brought her to the breaking point because she was expecting a yes man at home, is that healthy? I don't know that I'd want to be in that relationship on the other side of the coin if – all I'm supposed to do is validate a person with their they're, – they're mean to me. Yeah, you're right. They're mean to you. I, I hate to break it to you, but at some point in your life, people are going to be mean to you and be right. And it's going to suck. And it's going to hurt. But it's how you handle that with everybody else around you. I surround myself with people, including you, that are honest with me, that know that know me. But even beyond that, I know that if they're saying something to me that hurts, it's not because they want to hurt me. It's because it's true, and I need to look at it. And if 
they're coming up against that truth and saying, nope, I'm done, I'm throwing in the towel. There's more there than just that one thing. I, 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 I firmly believe there's more there than just that one thing that set her off and said, or, or not set her off, or just made her realize, I'm done. Right. It is like not said, just this one thing. Three years, like I said, I don't, this one, you don't know. No. <laughs> I guarantee you either this is a buildup over time of things that were said or other things are involved mm-hmm. that are outside of this, and this is, again, that last straw. Yep. It's not going to be the that one thing. And unfortunately, everybody's no. focusing on it and saying, he said she was fat. That's why they broke up. And that's not true. Right. I mean, right. that is true, but it's not true. Well, yeah. Like I said, we don't know if there was a series of texts. We don't know what he's been saying for the last year. We don't know, you know, uh, if he's been acting. We don't know. And we don't want to allege. We don't want to do all of that. But from what she has put out there was that that was one of the things that pretty much led to it. There might have been more, and if there was more, then yeah, that kind of is an issue. But uh, at that point, you know, I don't know. It's such a weird, it, it's it's such a uh, a fine line to walk along because if you ask for someone to be honest with you, you have to be prepared for the honesty. But if it is a pile on of honesty are you going to be mad at that person or put them in the same box as everybody else at a certain point? Because if you heard 99 times throughout the day, oh, it looks like you put on a little weight, and then you come home and you have to hear it from the person that you're close to that day, probably don't want to hear it from them. (laughs) Because you've heard it enough, and you've heard it from other people, the last thing you want when you go home is somebody else piling on and you probably just want a little bit of support. We don't know how that support was. We don't know, you know, if he was like, well, yeah, you're right. They're right. Cause at that point she probably is going to be like, uh, you know what, if you're going to pile on to and not really be supportive, you know, there's a way to be, I always tell people there's a strange way to be supportive while at the same time being honest, because it's all about how you say it. Because if someone said, Hey, Nine people told me that I look fat. And you come home, and then somebody's like, you look fat. You're kind of going to be that tenth person that's not piling on them. Now, if they come home and tell you this, and then you say, well, um, well, I'm not going to get to the whole linguistics of it, but if you can say it in a way in which they can take a deeper look as to why nine people said that, and then see if they value your opinion and then you give it honestly. I think that it's less hurtful than the nine other people that were just mean about it, you know? And then you might take a look deep down inside and be like, well, you know what? Yeah. I need to do something about it. But I have a feeling what allegedly could have happened was that he was way too honest and over time was way too honest. And at that point she Bunched him in with everybody else and was just like, nope, can't do it. And pretty much just shot him to the curb. 
And he pretty much yeah, sat there all shocked, like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm stuck on the if you're supposed to be the love of my life kind of thing. And, again, we're going with three years with people. You get to know people. Eh, you mm-hmm. may not know everything, but you get to know people. And if you're the love of my life and I've been with you for three years, then I know how you're going to talk to me about whatever, including honesty. So if you're lumping somebody into a, a group, of, like you're in my group of fans, then you've that relationship was damaged to begin with. Possibly. Again, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Thank All you my for <laughs> Thank you for, yes. Does not, does not reflect the opinions of others on this show. <laughs> of the subsidiary <laughs> or people of this show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but stepping away from that, we're going into potpourri. Um, Kristen Bell, uh, she's, already, she's already had a couple of things happen this week. One story I kind of left off. I don't even know if I really want to talk about that one. But anyway, this particular one, she opened up about why she's fine with her brewed, cracking open a cold non-alcoholic brewski. Uh, her daughter's beverage of choice, a nice frosty mug of non-alcoholic beer. She appeared on an episode of the Kelly Clarkson show where she revealed that both uh, Lincoln 9 and Delta 8 are big fans of the Sudsy Simpson. Admitting that the mere thought of one of her kids tossing back a cold would probably sound insane, she quickly added that context is important. She reminded uh, Clarkson that her husband, Dax Shepard, is a recovering addict and that drinking the, quote, beers was part of an early ritual for the pair when their daughters were younger. He likes non-alcoholic beers, so he'd pop one open. He'd have Lincoln on his chest, and we'd walk and look at the sunset. And she said that um, as a baby, she was pawing at it, and sometimes she'd suck the rim of it, so I think it feels to her like something special, something daddy, something family, she continued. She clarified that while the beverage may sound outlandish for tops pots to sip on, they contain zero alcohol as advertised, so there's no real cause for alarm. And the ritual is so ingrained in the girls at this point, Lincoln has asked for the drinks when out at restaurants with her parents. Uh, she says they'll be at restaurants where she asks, do you have any non-alcoholic beer? And I'm like, maybe we don't. We should just keep that for home time. Um, and she pointed out how funny it could be to have home rituals. Now, CMOD went out in public. Uh, she remained unbothered by her daughter's quirks, though, quote, I'm also sort of like, you can judge me if you want. I'm not doing anything wrong. She concluded, that's your problem. Um, <laughs> thoughts? So non-alcoholic beer. Um, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of questions about that. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see. I'm going to live do this. Uh, there is such a thing as non-alcoholic cirrhosis, but let's see here. I'm looking at non-alcoholic beers um, that supposedly have 0% alcohol. Um, they said, oh, duels is non-alcoholic. <laughs> I don't it know. is. Hmm. You might as well just call that at that point. Like, what do you need? So, if I went to the store to buy an odd alcoholic brew, they're going to ask you for my ID? <laughs> no. No, they will not. They should not. Hopefully, they will not. Oh, no. 
Um, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I love this. Kind of, a, I, I, kind of a strange way to get kids involved early. Uh, <laughs> but the way I look at it, and and maybe it's just because of the way that I'm looking at it. It's it's not about necessarily getting the kids involved early. It's about it's about family. And, this is going to sound so wrong. I'm a lush. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's about family traditions. It's about those things that are just yours. It's just like kiddo and I have a couple of things that are just ours. Now, do we share them with other people? Absolutely. But it's always just ours and they're non-negotiable. So if it happens, that's it. You know, like, hey, tonight, it's always going to be whatever that is. And it's non-negotiable. And in her family, it's non-alcoholic beer. Um, I'd be more concerned if it was alcoholic beer. Like, yeah, I let my kids drink Miller Lite every other night. That I'd be more concerned about that. But it's non-alcoholic. It's whatever. I, it, yeah, I, I'm bravo. Like, good on you. There are going to be people that are going to judge her, and she already knows it. And you know what? She's prepared. So, yay. <laughs> hmm. I don't. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm. It's one of those things where it's like I'm not. I'm not really against it. And as long as she's got a handle on her brood, cool. Again, non-alcoholic. When, as long as it's not alcoholic, don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I should throw in like one of our old school like beer commercials at this point. <laughs> right. I won't. I won't do that to you though. Um, out of Harrisburg, North Carolina, a sixty-year-old Chick-fil-A worker was sent home over quote unnatural hair color. Uh, 16-year-old Autumn Williams is still trying to understand how the blonde hair color in her braids was deemed unnatural in her Chick-fil-A job. She said that she felt singled out and embarrassed. She had only been working at the Chick-fil-A in North Carolina for three months before she was pulled aside for an apparent uniform violation. What she was told caught her off guard. Uh, she was like, hey, one of our supervisors came by and said they noticed blonde in your hair. And she asked that you leave and come back when it's taken out since it's an unnatural color to you, uh, if you have looked at the pictures online of what it was, it doesn't look anything out of the ordinary of what some people will have. She says, I don't know what blonde is in my hair because my braids were brown and there wasn't blonde in them, even though my natural hair color is blonde. And the guy, when I had orientation, never said anything about my hair color or it being an issue. She claims other co-workers also had unnatural hair colors, but she was singled out. When she asked for human resources supervisor for clarification about the colors, he referred to the employee handbook, but the handbook doesn't specify what unnatural colors are. She says the lack of clarification led to her quitting. Chick-fil-A then responded to a request for comment saying that the operator reached out to her, had a good conversation. In further detail, the operator explained that the policy was misinterpreted and said that she was not terminated and she's more than welcome to come back and work at the restaurant. 
she said, I was glad that I didn't have to change myself to fit someone else's uh, image of what it's like to be a Chick-fil-A worker. She was just glad that she was able to just stay true to herself and move on and find someone else to work, uh, find somewhere else to work. That's fine with how she looks. Um, her mother went on to say that it's a protective style for us, that there was nothing eccentric about the color that was in her hair. So there needs to be some sensitivity training about what people can and cannot look like. But it just sounds so crazy to say because it's to say what anyone can look like based on race. Uh, since her decision to quit, she's also filed a complaint with the Equal Op- Employment Opportunity Commission. You saw the picture. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything wrong. <laughs> I didn't either. So I did not. So single and out, that perhaps? girl. <laughs> She has, she, oh, she could sue so much about this. Yes, she could. So much. Because not only, okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Unnatural hair color for you. Fuck you. Yes. Use yeah. my language. I'm sorry. We are past the halfway point, so you should have put your kids to bed. F you. <laughs> you can't tell me what's unnatural for me. Right. Now, you can say it's an unnatural hair color. So if it if I came in with, say, purple hair or green hair, those don't naturally happen in the world. And that you could say it's an unnatural hair color. Sure. But unnatural for me? No. Permission to no. use my race card? Permission to use my race card. <laughs> you can use your race card, but I'm saying regardless. I'm talking about just regardless, period. Like right. I, white, brown, black, yellow, purple, green, binary, non-binary. I don't care. You, I don't care who you are. I cannot, as a human being, look at anyone else and say that's unnatural for you. I don't know you, only person, the only person I can say that's not a normal color for you is my daughter. And that's because I had her. And so I've seen her and known about her for her entire, like her entire existence. That's the only person I can do that for. And that's the only person that anybody can do that for. If my parents came to me and said, that doesn't look like your normal hair color, that's allowed. They're allowed to say that. But I can't go to anybody else and say, that's unnatural for you. Those two last words did them in. She could take that to court and be a millionaire tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to throw it down like I do an Uno card. Because... <laughs> On that one, I don't want. I'm, I'm so badly not trying to. But when they say unnatural hair color, like you said, for who? And how many people have you seen, especially young black females that now have blonde hair, platinum silver hair? That it's what you want to go with. Now I can understand if the work environment had clear instructions as to what people, not one particular person or a 16-year-old, could do and wear, then at that point, I'd be like, well, it's in the rule book. But when you come to me and tell me that it's unnatural for me, 
Now my brain starts kind of going in a few different directions it doesn't want to go into. And mm-hmm. it has every right to feel that way because would Chick-fil-A had said that to anyone else who had changed their hair color? I don't want to walk into – I haven't eaten at Chick-fil-A in over a decade, but I don't want to walk into a Chick-fil-A tomorrow and see someone around there with the hair color, quote, that doesn't match them. They knew they were wrong. And they tried to get over on a 16-year-old and tell her this, and I'm glad she quit. And I'm glad she did not take their offer up of coming back to work there. And I'm glad that she reported it to the Employment Opportunity Commission. You can sit there and say what you want, but you have to take a stand on bullcrap like that. And if she doesn't do it now, it's going to happen throughout her life. And people are going to think that they're sly and try and get away with the BS that they just tried to do. Sorry, not happy. Yeah, no. No, and I'm sorry. Okay. Here we go. I am mixed race. If you didn't know that already, where have you been? Look at the posters. Um. In my family. (laughs) Okay, I'll just keep it to me. As a mixed race person, you don't know. You might end up with your father's hair color and your mother's skin color. Right? So that might be natural for me. Now... I'm going to throw down a different race card, and please forgive me, my sisters, but you white chicks that got the platinum blonde hair and the dark brown eyebrows, you know that ain't natural for you. (laughs) So, unless Chick-fil-A is prepared to see if the curtains match the drapes and then get sued for asking to do that, they might want to stop saying that's unnatural for anyone they they need to be and I, I I stopped eating at Chick-fil-A in the 90s early aughts because of everything that they've been around I do not like their structure at all and this just adds fuel to the fire I just I just they need to I've worked at businesses and I've worked at companies and I've worked for a very long time where it's where in the handbook it's no visible tattoos, no gauges in your ears, no hair colors that are not either brown, blonde, red or black I think is what the other one was and they like they were very specific like no weirdly dyed hair you know you can have colors that are not naturally occurring hair colors mm-hmm. um, so not nat- not unnatural for me but just not natural unnatural hair colors so I couldn't come in with green hair I couldn't come in with purple hair I couldn't come in with you know weirdly orange hair although I did once because I tried to bleach my hair but that's a whole different story um, mistakes were made. Just 
I've worked at businesses where they've outlined you can't wear, you know, you have to wear closed-toed shoes. You have to wear, you know, these certain things. Their handbook should be that specific. And if they're leaving as that open, then it's left to interpretation, which means that they're going to get in trouble. If I was working for Chick-fil-A, which I will never do, but if I was working for Chick-fil-A and I had any kind of say in any kind of, like, advice, that'd be the first place I'd start is that handbook and making sure that that is, one, airtight, and two, completely legal because some of it ain't. Um, But, yeah, so – Bravo yeah. to her for keeping her, you know, for keeping her cool and and staying, staying, you know, standing her ground. Um, I saw the hair color. I think her hair looks amazing. Uh, right. She looks great in it. And I would not bat an eyelash taking or giving that poor 16-year-old my fast food order. And, you know, if she smiled at me and said, have a good day, I'd say thank you, you as well. It was not unprofessional in any stretch of any imagination. And if I had a company of my own, I'd hire her on. Good head on her shoulders, so bravo to her. But, yes, that is just full on. Unofficially, Chick-fil-A, you will get our Bum of the Week award. You are a bum. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, here's an interesting thing of note. The Subway, uh, well, you want free subs for life? All you have to do is legally change your name to Subway. That's all. No big deal. The popular sandwich chain is on the hunt for its biggest fan and tempting loyal customers with a lifetime of Subway deli heroes if they're willing to make a major life change. If you're sick of your name, you're ready to go to extremes in the name of food, there's everything you need to know about the contest. Uh, the competition comes just weeks after they introduced their automatic and fresh sliced deli meat to 20,000 of its restaurants. On July 11th, the chain started selling its new line of deli heroes, which comes in four varieties. Subway already gave away 1 million free subs on July 11th during a previous promotional campaign for its fresh sliced deli meat. So the contest, well, as you're listening to this today, will last between August 1st, and it will be hosted on SubwayNameChange.com. During this period, Subway fans will be asked to commit to legally changing their name to enter for a chance to win. Subway will select one lucky winner to earn free sandwiches and assume an iconic new identity, the press release reads. In order to enter, you need to be a legal resident of the United States and be at least 18 years old, 19 in Alabama, and Nebraska, 21 in Mississippi. Not sure why you need to be older in those states. Probably because they're probably worried that you're going to take advantage of them. But anyway... uh, (laughs) <laughs> There's a bit of red tape involved with legally changing your name, and Subway will reimburse the winner for the legal and processing fees. Believe it or not, it's not the first time Subway has given away a lifetime of free subs. Last year, they gave one brave customer free subs for life, James Kuntz. All he had to do in return was get a foot-long baseball jersey-themed Subway Series logo tattoo. Several other fans agreed to let Subway tattoos in exchange for smaller prizes, that were based on how large the tattoo was, they were pl- and they uh, where they placed it. Um, so yeah, would you change your name to Subway? Heck no. <laughs> and by the way, if Coots oh, changes sorry, his I name to Subway, yeah. By the way, if he does <laughs> change his name to Subway, um, uh, they are asking is he eligible for a second lifetime of free subs? Uh, somebody crazy enough is going to do it. Um, who I don't know. 
<laughs> and I don't uh, know, finally, either, but I no, <laughs> not uh, me. And so I mentioned that tomorrow is National Mustard Day. Uh, on Jul- uh, well, French's and Skittles. Two people who you never thought we would mention together announced that the pair is calling summer's tangiest yellow candy French's mustard flavored Skittles. The candy coated <laughs> the candy coated uh, candy is uh, uh, teaming up with the 120 year old condiment company to create the unique treat ahead of National Mustard Day on August 5th. So, uh, what they're doing is the created first of its kind Skittles that combines the tangy mustard flavor with their iconic chewy texture to deliver the unique summer treat for National Mustard Day. Uh, for those who tried French's other Mustard Day releases, like its mustard-flavored hot dog buns, donuts, or even its ice cream, grabbing a taste of the rainbow looks a little different this time. You can enter win a bag of French's mustard Skittles through an online sweepstakes. Uh, my question is, who really wants to try that? <laughs> Not me. Not yeah. it. I don't. Mm. <laughs> Not it. There's a lot of things I do, but um, it's definitely enough for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna do that. Uh, taking a look at what is trending right now. I can't say Twitter anymore. I have to say X. That's another story for another day, kids. I got to tell you. Um, trending <laughs> tonight. <laughs> uh, Our Patrol Live is trending, as is SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Uh, and some sports. Um, James McCann, the catcher for the Baltimore Orioles, is trending tonight. Had five RBIs in their victory tonight. Um Pac-12 is trending. If you are a college football fan here in the States, there is a lot of movement going on right now. Um, A lot of teams leaving out of that conference and some going to some strange places. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Arizona headed to the Big 12 starting in 2024-25. This will be the last season of Pac-12 sports for that school. Um, there is word that the Big Ten is trying to grab, I believe they said Washington and Oregon. Um, might be Washington State. So those teams might be out of there. I, I think Oregon, yeah, Oregon and Washington might be going to the Big Ten. That would only leave probably about four teams left in the Pac-12. But, yeah, a lot of movement going on uh, already. Um, yeah. Uh, you're a Big Ten fan because you like the University of Michigan. How would you feel about University of Washington, Oregon joining the Big Ten? Uh, you do understand that. I think we've talked about this before, even on the I, and maybe even on the show. Um, at least I believe, and I don't know why they're doing it this way because there's some weird ones that are in the Big Ten that are not. It's not. It's more than ten teams. Um, but we're gonna. It's gonna end up getting dropped down to four conferences instead of the eight or nine, however many we have right now. And I think that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna. I don't know why a lot of the West Coast teams are going to the Big Ten, 
why somebody just doesn't go to the NCAA and go, look, draw a big cross on the, if you're here, you're over here. If you're here, you're up here. If you're here, you're over there. But then even with that, that will still end up with a, um, what's a good, what's a good word. I'm, 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 I'm struggling. Uh, it's not going to be even uh, with, there's going to be some that are much more overpowered in their conference and some other conferences will be, I don't want to say an easy win, but they will be, you know, they're, 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 they're a weaker conference versus some of our OP conferences. So um, more, more opportunities for me to see Michigan out here. <laughs> well, my silver lining. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yep. Uh, also trending tonight because um, the Ocho is going on ESPN networks right now, which is my favorite time of year. Uh, Pillow Fight Championship was on tonight. <gasps> I missed that. Uh, the Pillow Fight Championship. <laughs> oh. I love the Ocho, and, and I'm so sad that I missed that. Yes, uh, the Pillow Fight Championship. You might see it later on tonight if, it, if you miss it. <laughs> I think this should just be a permanent thing. We might as well just have the other. I saw something the other day that just blew my mind. Have you ever seen, uh, I think it's called Maximum Soccer? There's three goal posts, three goalies, and three teams all trying to score within, like, three goals. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. It was maximum soccer. It's something like that where it's three. It's in, it looks like kind of like a baseball diamond type of field, shorter than that. And they're all kind of close together. And just imagine, if you will, if you added a third goalie to the mix and you got three teams and everybody's trying to score the goal. That is how you can look it up on YouTube. It's awesome stuff. And I love the Ocho for it. Thank you, ESPN. <laughs> so, yes. But that is what is a look at what's trending. Here's what we're going to do. I got an additional retro moment of the week for you. When we come back, uh, we will do a look at um, the smoking gun files. And then if we have a little time to get this done tonight, we'll talk about our after dark segment. So, (laughs) man. Uh, we kind of made it through, uh, but yeah, but quick retro moment. We'll be right back. You're listening to page one with LeVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Now with so much extra filling, the youngsters can actually squeeze some out for licks. New Oreos, the only chocolate sandwich cookie with that much filling. And the rich chocolatey cookies are just what you want, crisp and not too sweet. They're all marching down to the store for New Oreo Cream Sandwich, a brand new kind of cookie treat. Children want down and get new Oreo today. Taste for yourself the freshest, creamiest, thickest filling ever in a chocolate sandwich cookie. New Oreo. 
only by Nabisco. New Oreos. <laughs> you know that's from years ago. Uh, smoking Gun Files tonight. Uh, this was very interesting for a week in the... Let's see. So there was one story that kind of goes outside of it. It was one about a woman who was nabbed after a CPAP battery. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, he was already asleep. And of course, it was Florida. She ripped the CPAP machine <laughs> off of his face while he was snoozing. And the victim was left bloody after the 3.45 a.m. incident. Uh, the woman, Jennifer Colandria, and the victim lived together in the St. Petersburg home owned by the 42-year-old man. Uh, she and her ex-spouse divorced in 2009. <laughs> According to the man, he was asleep in his bed early Monday, CPAP in place, when she came into the room and ripped the breathing device off his face, leaving him with a bloody cut on his lower lip. And then she began arguing with him. using, <laughs> uh, Yeah. But that wasn't the two stories I had for you. The two I had for you. Um, so Dateline, South Carolina, where rice should only be thrown at newlyweds, not strangers with whom you have beef. A South Carolina man is behind bars after his arrest last night for striking a woman with thrown cooked rice on a Myrtle Beach street. Police say that James Concacion was collared on Monday evening following the late night incident seen uh well, he was charged with misdemeanor assault and battery. According to a police report, he threw rice into the vehicle of a 43-year-old male witness. While it is unclear who was the intended target, the rice struck a 39-year-old woman sitting on the passenger side. Cops noticed that Incarcion was holding a takeout container of rice when they arrived on the scene. Additionally, rice was also observed inside the vehicle near where the victim and the witness were sitting. The incident occurred at a retail strip adjacent to the Ocean Beach, as well as a Mexican eatery in a restaurant selling sushi. Wonder where he got the rice from. Police cited no injuries suffered in the rice attack. And then if you thought that that was something, um, well, folks, uh, Anastasia Creecher and Alexander Dillman, even by saying their names, what do you think that they did wrong? Boris and Natasha, they robbed a bank? I don't know. No, they didn't rob a bank. They were arrested after lifeguards, well, uh, Anastasia, who's 19, and Dillman, who's 26, were arrested after lifeguards reported seeing them having sex in front of families and other beachgoers on Monday afternoon in Daytona Beach. One lifeguard reported that Natasha and Dillman had intercourse for approximately 15 minutes near his watchtower. The other lifeguard said that he observed a male erect penis penetration in the female's vagina, according to an arrest affidavit. Critcher and Dillman left the beach after being contacted by one of the lifeguards. The pair was busted after a sheriff's deputy encountered them at the top of a nearby stairwell in complete nudity. While Critcher denied having sex on the sand, she reportedly said that the pair left the beach to find somewhere more private. Both he, she and him were charged with a decent exposure, which is a misdemeanor and booked into the Volusia County Jail, where they remained behind bars. Dillman was also charged with resisting arrest for allegedly refusing to get in the squad car. She's facing an aggravated battery count for an earlier incident on Monday during which she allegedly struck a female acquaintance 
with a metal beach umbrella tube. The victim told cops that known as Molly had acted belligerent and exposed herself to beachgoers all day. In May, she was arrested following a bloody altercation with a male friend at Daytona Beach Resort. The victim told cops that his relationship with Crutcher had, quote, been of a sexual nature as they film adult videos together. However, neither party views their relationship as dating. The man claimed that Crutcher bit him in the groin and punched him in the head while, while the bite, quote, caused significant injury to his genitals. The victim told police that he, quote, did not believe it caused any permanent damage. Battery and aggravated assault charges were dropped when prosecutors declined to pursue a case against Crutcher, who recently moved to Florida from her family's Ohio home. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. That's a lot, man. But I like how they had sex for 15 minutes. And they, yeah, moved. that was the other thing. It's like, as soon as I see it, I'm Okay. <laughs> but I love how he said he observed the male erect penis penetration the female's vagina. As soon as an erect penis <laughs> penetrates anything, you get you get a, I will give you a full minute and a half of you going, did I just see that? Before you stop it. How long was it going on? About 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Now, 15 minutes, now you should be paying them. I'm sorry. At that point, you're just a peeping Tom now. Yes.
typically someone will bench you uh, because, let's be real, you aren't really what that person wants. You may have some elements attractive to the person, such as a nice personality, a good sense of humor, dancing skills, a shoulder to cry on, the money to take him or her out to a nice restaurant, or the ability to do your thing without requiring batteries or having to be plugged into an electric outlet. Person's mind, all of that is not enough. The person may already be with someone else or be pursuing someone else or at least have a theoretical someone else in mind. Uh, they say, think of the movie, He's Just Not That Into You, where the Kevin, o- uh, the Kevin Connolly character kept courting that Scarlett Johansson character when she was actually more interested in Bradley Cooper's character. So unless your goal is in dating is to forever be a backup, beware of the following signs that you've been benched. Uh, limited availability. They say, of course, that person isn't the fire department or Netflix and doesn't need to be available at all hours. However... If the hours that you uh, can connect seem overly restrictive, such as only between 7 and 9 on Mondays or an odd number of days when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, that's a bad sign. Inconsistency. Blowing hot and cold may be fine when it comes to pasta salad, but when a person acts in a very inconsistent manner, it may be reflecting on their internal struggle about how they think of you. One common manifestation of inconsistency is what that person reportedly changes plans at least the last minute because a better option has emerged. One-sided interactions. If you're doing all the work with not nearly enough uh, reciprocation, you're either being benched or dealing with a cat. Uh, that person that talks a lot about other potential dates, this could be like someone going to the Olive Garden and then talking about the menu at Chez Paris. Or that person that tells you that you're being benched. That one's to overlook. They may not use the actual word bench and instead say something like, I just want to be friends. Let's just take our time because 47 dinner dates is just not enough to get to know each other. Or I don't really want to date anyone right now, even though they're on Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, Hot Sauce, Passions, and every other dating site known to humankind. Or you feel like you're being benched. Listen to your intuition. It's not common to go from I feel like I'm being benched one day to, yep, we're being exclusive the next day. Uh, three trends may be feeding benching. One is the growth of online dating and dating apps that make dating seem like shopping for clothes on Amazon, where a search for cargo pants will yield over 40,000 results. It can give people the illusion of choice, the opportunity to select many people at a time. It can also make potential dates seem more like, well, cargo pants. Things need to be tried on, worn for a while, maybe even roughed up a bit. It's stored in a dresser drawer. Uh, a second trend is the explosion of low-effort ways to stay in contact with many different people. It's now super easy to keep people engaged by sending a bunch of emojis and sharing cat videos. Uh, But, as they say, uh, if you are available, um, you might not even be exchanging messages with a real live person. And the third trend is people, including some dating coaches, encouraging people to try benching others. The claim is that such a strategy will boost options and in turn confidence. Uh. I don't know if that's gen- – I hate blaming the current generation. But <laughs> it sounds like something younger people do. But, I mean, do you think that some of those things such as, like, dating apps now give people, quote, options? Because if everyone's on there and you're swiping left and you're picking three or four people, uh, it's kind of like a, hey – let me go over here first and taste test this. And if I like it, um, I might come back to you or I might not. 
be what I don't know. I'm so confused with this. But is it due to some of these new factors? And should people be okay with benching? I mean, yeah, they should be okay with benching. Here, uh, here's the thing: they were getting benched back in the day. Um, <laughs> you know as well as I do. It was just it was done to your face, and you actually had like grow a pair and tell somebody that you were not that into them. Right? Now you can just kind of, I, I don't know, like, like kind of sitting there and maybe we'll talk. And if I just, you know, hang on to this for a little bit longer, it's a So what you're what saying is you're okay with benching. I have been benched, and I have benched others in my past dating lives, like before I was married and after I got divorced. However, I'll go with old school, and I do it to your face. (laughs) Like, I tell you straight up, not sure that I'm ready to start dating or I'm I'm really, you know, like I'm dating a lot of different people. I'm I'm leaving my options open. I haven't been like I'm not um ready to be tied down to one specific person yet. That kind of commitment is not I'm not ready for that. I've done it. But like I said, I've done it to people's faces. Where now you just kinda Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little weird. <laughs> I was leaving you hanging there because I was probably worth it. <laughs> wow. I'm People shocked, are weird. Man. You've gone the opposite way on everything I thought you would. <laughs> really? What you do with Mary? <laughs> you do with Mary? <laughs> I'm really? shocked. I'm kind of shocked. I thought that you would be against uh, the benching theory. Wow. No, no, oh. because, okay, I'm sorry. In the 1950s, you didn't, you courted somebody. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that until they were pinned, they weren't, they could be courted by many people. That is, in a way, what benching is, is just courting and being pinned. If you're dating multiple people because you're out there on, you know, playing the field, if you are one of those people, you have to live with the consequences that you're probably going to end up with not who you think or alone because people don't want to be benched. And if you're the person that is being benched because somebody you're looking for somebody that's very, like, I only want to date one person, and that person, if I'm dating you, that's it. I, there's nobody else around me. You have to say that up front. That is your deal. And if they're not going to do it and you put up with it, then that's on you. If you set your boundary and you say, I want an exclusive relationship with every single person I'm dating. I, I, if you're going to put me on the side and come back to me later, I'm not going to be here. Don't find you. So, and, and I've been on both sides of the coin and hmm. it doesn't feel good 
if somebody goes, you know, I, I'm just not ready to date, and then you find out later they're pursuing someone else. It's like, why didn't you just tell me you had somebody else in mind? I get right. on with my life, you know? So it, it, I think, ben, like, the the act of benching someone, I hate using this word because this is where the term is coming in. If you're in that dating realm, and you're not going to be an exclusive couple, then you have to be ready for those consequences on both sides of the coin. I don't like that they have this whole, like, I'm going to bench you, and I'll come back, and people are okay with it. Like, I'm not okay with being benched, and I know the signs of that. These are my boundaries. But I I have been benched, and I have benched people. Be like, eh. Not really, really, really ready to commit to you yet because I kind of like this guy over here, and that's happened. That has absolutely happened. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. <laughs> it can happen. Mary, you've got me trapped. <laughs> I tied up the real Mary. She's in the other room. I'll let her out next week. Wow. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess I get it. But I, I'm going to say, if you're putting me somewhere where, yeah, if, if, if you're putting me in that box, especially with my, and I don't like bringing astrology into too many things, but as an Aquarius, if you put us into that box, at that point, if you've lost interest in us or if you want to put us as like a secondary or third, chances are very high we're not going to be there when you come back. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We'll probably be gone and move on because it's kind of like you have to have an interest. If you don't have an interest, then woe is you and good luck with whoever you got. <laughs> Yep, suck the um, suck. Yep. Giggity. Um, <laughs> <but, laughs> that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I mean, that's, it, it, I don't, I will tell people if you feel like you are being put into that position, don't stick around. No. It's not worth it. It's not worth people, it. Because people want to have their cake and eat it too, and at the end of the day, um, you go through a lot of wasted time when you probably could have been going with someone who actually wanted to spend time with you. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been put there. Have I done that to other people? No. Uh, I don't think it's fair, uh, to put them in that position. Um, uh, but it can happen. I'm not, and I'm not going to say that, you know, and it might inadvertently happen sometimes uh, where people are, they just can't make a decision and they don't want to make one right away. And they like both, but there might be something slightly over the other that they want to see more of, but they also want to keep the other person. But I'm telling you all out there, if you do that, if you want to bid someone, don't be shocked if you go back and that person has walked off the team. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Especially Absolutely. now, because there's Be too ready. many options out there. Yes. 
Um, yeah, be yeah. ready that you bench that person and that person quits the team. It, it, that was a lesson I – that was a very hard lesson for me to learn. Like I said, I have done it. Will I do it again? No, but I have done it. So just be ready for it. <laughs> that would be good news for people listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With that in mind, the clock. <laughs> With that in mind, the clock on the wall is telling us we're just about out of time. Any shout-outs for this week? Uh, this week, no. I just have people over. I don't have any birthdays this week. Next week I do. But, uh, but yes, uh, not, not necessarily a shout-out, but a hello, hey, how you doing to a couple of people, few people that are out on the Discord that are listening in. So thank you for listening. I know you're there. I saw them online. So mm-hmm. yay! Hey, hello. <laughs> and that's it. That's if, all I've got. If they're still around, if they're still around, maybe we'll go on Discord afterwards and say hi. <laughs> there you yes. go. Yes. But uh, no, hello to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're back. Feels good to be back. It felt weird to be away for so long, um, but um, that happens over the summer from time to time because every life still happens, man. We still go and do things on Friday nights. <laughs> um, so, uh, like oh, I said, what? yeah, yeah, we, it's <laughs> actually life outside of this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I gotta get that clip of uh, the Family Guy, Mrs. Garrett. What? But no, thank you all so much. We're glad to be back. We will join you uh, again next Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Don't know what time that is over in the UK. I know Mary is good at that better than I am, and I don't know what time that is in other parts of the world. But if you follow it, 10 o'clock Eastern time, U.S., 9 o'clock Central. Uh, 7 o'clock out of the west. Uh, Hawaii, that would be, what, 5, 4 o'clock? Something like that. Still there. But nonetheless, we're here. And, of course, you can catch this podcast wherever you may find podcasts, specifically on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on Apple. So thank you so much, everybody. And until next we meet, for Mary Oblivar, we just about went the full two hours on this podcast tonight. So uh, I don't know if that will happen next week. But that's because we missed you so. But until next we meet, take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week, and thanks for listening. Bye. Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 